No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk, honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions with the words of wisdom and solid advice. Come from the expert, Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Well, hanging in there, Jeff. The same here, too. Now, it may sound a little bit different to our listeners than it normally does. You know, we've got this great radio studio here at Madrona Financial Services, very comfy for us. And normally, you and I are sitting about a yard across from each other. But today, due to the social distancing, I'm here in the studio, but you're actually doing it from the confines of your own home. So that's the way it's going to be today. And we don't have a lot of notes on this. Of course, we're going to be talking about coronavirus and how it affects your finances. So let's just have a little bit of an organic conversation about what is going on out there in the world today. You know, the economy officially entered into a bear market after a 12-year-long bull market run, and a bear market is actually a technical term. And it means that the market has fallen 20% or more from recent highs due to widespread panic or pessimism. Now, bears get a bad reputation because when they attack, they swipe down with their paws as opposed to the bulls who lift up with their horns. And bear markets can be long or short, and it's unclear how long this one is going to last. The market could fall further. No one really knows when it'll hit the floor. Brian, this is sort of uncharted waters that we're sailing here because we have never had a market drop due to a pandemic, have we? No, we haven't had that kind of thing. And there's other things that make it very unique, too. And one that I talk about that's primary to that is the fact that every other market drop, I mean, we can look back at the, and we will, we're going to talk about other crashes, the Great Depression, 73, 87, different ones. But during those, there was no internet. There were no smartphones. Even if we go back to 9-11, and we remember how we, we heard about things, 
we would go to our, our office and, or our workplace, whatever. We'd, we'd maybe have an AM radio that would kind of keep us updated on things. And we would come home, maybe watch the nightly news, uh, maybe get up in the morning, uh, open the Seattle Times or the PI, kind of read about, oh, look, the market really dropped yesterday. And we weren't inundated with uh, information. And the other thing is we, we didn't have the computer technology that the brokerage firm set up to where when the market is doing certain things, they have algorithms set up, smart computers, I guess we'll call it, that say, oh, the market's dropping, we're gonna sell, or we're gonna buy, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. And the selling begets other selling that different programs kind of program the same. And so when it started selling, they all kicked in. I mean, that's why we're seeing thousand point swings in a half an hour. I mean, in the old days, you had to go on there and actually take an order and make it for an individual client. It just didn't move like that. And so the speed to which the market dropped was unprecedented because of the computer age we're in. And then the panic of the investments is unprecedented because of smartphones and, of course, social media and, and the amount of media that we're presented with. Yeah. And in the old days, I mean, it cost you a couple of bucks to make a trade or something like that. And today, I mean, a lot of these trades, consumers can make them without any cost whatsoever. So do you feel that the fast access to this information and the fact that there are a lot of people copycatting, do you feel that that has some effect on this downturn in the market? Yeah. In fact, uh, you brought up a really good point. I, I really hadn't considered until now, but you were slightly off there, Jeff, because it was it was only been recently that it's been a few bucks a trade. I remember back when it was hundreds of dollars to trade yeah. a stock. Right. That's how these stockbrokers would make their living. And so if it's $300 every time you want to trade a stock, you're just not going to trade a lot of stocks. And so uh, you're sure not going to do in and out, in and out, in and out like people are doing right now and computers can do with exchange traded funds and, and free trading and or very low commission trading, all of that. So the fact that it is so easy to get in and out and the fact that even back then you can do your own trading. I mean, you had to go through a stockbroker. Right. And you had to get him on the phone and you had to talk to him for a while. And, you know, it might be a week before you got a hold of him during a, a drop. Well, right now you just log into your account and go sell, 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 buy, buy, buy. You know, you can do anything like that. And so everything about trading and computers and uh, information have all changed for this particular one. If this same virus had hit maybe 30 years ago, I'm not sure we'd have a similar kind of drop. In fact, I'm quite sure we wouldn't, and it sure wouldn't have been as fast. You're exactly right. I mean, people can react on emotion very, very quickly these days with the touch of a button. So I think that's something to consider here. And of course, the market depends on consumer sentiment. And, you know, people are just bound to react on emotion. Those people who do not have a financial advisor such as yourself or people who do not have a plan that are just sort of winging it flying by the seat of their pants. I mean, I think that is uh, having an effect on the market because, as I said, people who just maybe are more uneducated investors are making these moves. Now, I know that Madrona Financial Services was around 2008 and 2009. I mean, that was really, really bad. How does this compare with back then? Yeah, it does have some similarities to 2008 and 2001. I mean, uh, well, there was a three-year crash, really. It was when uh, Microsoft had its antitrust decision. The dot-com had been going up, 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 up. In March of 2000, 
we started the downfall, the kind of the dot-com crash. The following year, we had 9-11, and the following year, we had a recession. So it was kind of a three-year time period. But that was similar in that it was emotional, it was loss of lives affecting industries, similar in the industries that it affected the most. Uh, travel dried up, hotel stays, restaurants really kind of dried up in 2001, 2002. And so that's that's similar to today. This one's a little bit more far-reaching, though, I would say, because everything shut down pretty much across the board. But I think it will be a quicker recovery, too. And so the fall was more drastic than the other one. Now, 2008 was very drastic, too. And we'll talk about uh, some of the details of that later in the show. But it has similarities to each, but it is unique in those other ways I just pointed out. Brian, this has been one of the fastest drops from a bull to a bear in history. How does this compare with the length of time that it took the market to drop in other situations? Yeah, if we look back, you know, we we can look at uh, historical and maybe we should do that now. I mean, the the crash of 1929, let's go all the way back to the the most famous one that was the, the Great Depression is basically what happened there. And it kind of came in, in two pieces. There was a crash, a market crash in 1929, and the market dropped half of its value, essentially, kind of like this, kind of like in 08, kind of like in 2001. But then there were some underlying problems in the economy that weren't addressed. And, and the big problem was that stocks were completely overvalued. They were overbought. The margin that you needed, you only needed to put 5 to 10 percent down in order to buy stocks and so it just basically collapsed the system collapsed we didn't have the sec sec was created after this and the investment reform acts various ones were created after this and the fdic was established because we had that run on the banks and and we had all kinds of messes and so we were kind of acting like we are today but we didn't have any safety nets whatsoever we didn't have anything in place it was kind of the wild wild west and so the market crashed and then there was uh, after crash recovery but because of the whole system collapsed and everything was so messed up then we came into a long period multiple years of a declining market and you know it lost really 80 plus percent of its value and we, we know the story from there and taking a look at history i think is important but because we are in uncharted waters again you have to consider that that you know there's only so much we can learn from recoveries in the past because we haven't seen anything like this i mean Is there anything about this current situation that you can see which would give us any indication whatsoever as to how long this is going to take to recover? Yeah, I mean, uh, and and I think some of those comments I made about technology would be clear. And I want to be clear, the crash of 1929, the Great Depression, was nothing similar to this one at all. There was almost nothing in common there. So I, I really don't feel like I can take a lot out of that other than, like I said, I think the crash and the recovery are going to be much, much quicker. Well, the Great Depression lasted a very long time. It was essentially World War II that was what kind of kicked some things into gear, as strange as that sounds, but you know, everybody, everybody is firing on all cylinders for the war effort. And so that kind of kick-started the economy from there in a not great way. 
But, you know, so, but that one took a long time. And so I, I think that as we look forward, you know, other crashes, you know, whether they're a couple of years or just a matter of months, I mean, we can look back in the early 70s when we had the oil embargoes and different issues with, you know, 1973, 1974. That was a two-year drop. And again, we just saw it kind of all happen in about a month to two months, you know. So it's two months versus a two years, kind of what it's looking like. And so the speed of that was something. Now, if we go back to 1987, that was the biggest drop in a single day. We just had the second biggest by percentage, uh, the biggest by number, of course, but the second biggest by percentage. But Black Monday in, in 1987, the market dropped almost 23% in a day. But what's interesting about that, it completely recovered in 11 months. So it was a huge drop. I mean, it was just unbelievable. And the total drop was about 37% from its high a couple months before. So the peak to trough was about 37%. And that's an important figure that we'll, we'll come back to on some of these others. And talking about this particular one is peak to trough and what our, our expectations should or could be. Well, the amount of time that it took for us to rebound from 1987, and that was a huge drop. As you said, that was only 11 months. And again, as I said, we're in uncharted waters here. But to me, that is sort of a positive thing to consider. I think that everyone in the world is on top of this thing right now, and everyone's pulling together to try to pull ourselves out of this. Uh, And as I said, nobody has a crystal ball that has answers. All we're doing here is giving our best estimate as to how things will pan out and maybe what you should do. You're listening to Brian Evans of Madrona Financial. Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. Our show is called Growing Your Wealth. We appreciate you being with us. We'll call this the home edition because Brian is at his home. I'm here in the Madrona Financial Studios. If you'd like to maybe have someone here at Madrona Financial take a look at your plan, you can do that by calling 844 Madrona. That's 844 M A D R O N A. If you've got a plan, maybe you want somebody to give you a second opinion on that. If you don't have a plan, I can't think of a better time to think about getting a plan because I think those people who had a plan and planned for this and had a defensive strategy in their portfolio are faring much better than those who did not have a plan. We'll be right back, Brian, with more of our show. We'll take a couple minute break and continue our discussion with Brian Evans about the current financial situation and more when our show continues after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Are you putting all of your retirement money into an IRA, pension, or 401k? You could lose 20, 30, 40% or more of your retirement savings because it's not a question of if the market crashes again, it's a question of when it's going to happen. Did you know there is a way to grow and protect your wealth safely and predictably every single year? There's no need to put all of your savings at risk. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA. If you're within five years of retirement, the professionals at Madrona are offering a no-cost 401k review and retirement assessment. Protect your savings, especially when you're so close to retirement. The number to call is 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. The investment team at Madrona will tell you if your retirement is properly structured. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. Or visit them online at madronafinancial.com for your free 401k and retirement review. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement. So they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. 
The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more, and the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about market crash. And Brian, we talked about 1929, the Great Depression there, the crash of 73, Black Monday, 1987, the encouraging news with Black Monday in 1987, if there is any encouraging news to come out of that, is that it took only 11 months to recover from that. So let's get up to the crash of 2000 right now. $8 trillion of wealth was lost in the crash of 2000. Tell me more about what that was all about, the causes and the effects. Yeah, and I will say that's numbers, correct? It's a low point, $8 trillion of wealth was lost on paper. So if you did not sell, as we'll be talking about, you likely got that back. And so $8 trillion was created after that, but in different places. And that's the thing. Sometimes it drops out of one place, comes back in another place. And you're like, well, problem, that sounds all good on paper. But problem is I was in the thing that lost it and I didn't wasn't in the thing that got it back. So that can be an issue too. It's kind of where your place can be very important. But as we look back to that time period, as I had mentioned with the dot-com, some of the causes of the crash, the biggest one to me was overvalued stocks. Mm-hmm. I remember getting this call from this, I remember like it was yesterday, this guy calls me, he says, yeah, my postman told me about this dot-com stock I should get. And I'm wondering what you think about it. And so I looked it up and I, okay. I, I said, I got a couple questions for you. And I was kind of testing him. What do they sell? Oh, uh, yeah, well, they're, they're dot-com. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I know that. What do they sell? Oh, yeah. Uh, mm, I'm not really sure. But I was thinking about putting 50 grand into it. I said, okay. I just looked them up. Uh, their gross sales were a million dollars. He says, oh, that's good. Uh, their market cap, the amount of the outs- value of the outstanding stock, according to their current stock price, $1 billion. He goes, okay. And they lose $10 million a year. So they bring in one. They spend 11 to get the one, and they lose 10, and they're worth a billion dollars. He's like, okay, so what do you think? Should I buy it? I said, well, I've got another company. I know another company you can get into that has a million dollars net worth, and they'll sell you the whole thing for less than a billion dollars. He says, what, what company is that? I said, Bauer Evans CPAs. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to sell you. My, I, I'll sell it for $500 million. Tell you what, I'll give you a bargain. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, did you hear my numbers there? And he was like, oh, yeah, those aren't very good. Aren't, but, it, but it is a dot-com. I said, you don't even know what they do. <laughs> so, <laughs> I could have formed a dot-com with nothing, and I guess people would have bought stock in my company just because it was a dot-com. 
a lot of people did that. <laughs> and they were, oh, giving bonuses to people. They'd go to work in their shorts, and they'd have basketball gyms in the office building. I mean, they, it was it was an incredible time of corruption and overpaid executives, companies with no chance of turning a profit ever. I mean, some of the, well, we're a dot-com. We, we uh, keep track of, I don't know, dog baths or online or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Right. How many times your dog has taken a bath? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that's going to be a billion-dollar company. I'm sorry. I just made that up, a bad example. But, uh, you know, it was, it was that ridiculous, some of the ideas I heard. But you're in the middle of it going, everybody I talk to is getting rich off of dot-coms, and I don't get it. I just didn't get it. And sure enough, finally, uh, people came to their senses, and we saw, you know, day traders and momentum investors, they were starting to do the, their thing, and they were driving up prices and and it was just a frenzy. There was a buying frenzy for anything that said .com. And so that started it. And then, of course, we had 9-11. So we had terrorist attacks. And we had uh, the shutdown of the travel industry and, and everything from that. So as the stock market started to collapse, and especially the NASDAQ, which today everybody loves the NASDAQ. It's all the tech stocks. Well, the NASDAQ dropped as much as almost 80% from its high almost 80 during that time period. Now, again, most of that increase was so dramatic. It just happened in a couple of years prior. So if you bought into that stuff, you were late and then it dropped really fast. And then uh, basically your money was gone and you didn't have any money invested to have any recovery from because a lot of people were just too heavily invested in the NASDAQ and the tech stocks, buying them at the worst possible time. So again, there was just a lot of things wrong and then the terrorist attack. And so we we saw a 50% drop in two years during that one. Right. It's amazing the amount of research that some people do not put into the stocks that they're thinking about buying, as you said, that's fellow, just because it was a dot-com wanted to buy this particular stock. I mean, people research, you know, a pair of shoes more than they do the stock that they are thinking about buying. One of the causes of that recession was overvalued stocks and some previous uh, downturns as well, too. Were the stocks overvalued, do you think, at the end of this bull market? Yeah, a couple things on that. Certainly, people were excited about technology in the dot-com as well they should have been. But when I point out to people, you know, people say, oh, I should have invested back then. I'm saying, but what would you invested in? We think about the companies that were kind of leading the charge. Remember, AOL and, and the dial-up internet. Oh, yeah. Uh, remember, if you wanted some software, you just went down to Egghead Software and got it. Mm-hmm. Remember the, the company that laid the, the cable across and connected the world on the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean between the United States and Europe and connected everybody through internet and high speed? Uh, well, that company doesn't exist. AOL doesn't exactly... I don't even know what they do anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think they're still out there, but you know, the, the companies that made it big didn't exist. There was no Google back then, and, and Amazon was just selling books, and and you know it's, it was completely different. So the, the internet was solid, and that's fine, but the companies that were going to be the winners weren't around then. And the initial companies that had the big increases in value were very short-lived. And so we fast forward to recently, as I reviewed the earnings relative to the share prices, uh, we did have a point in time last year where the market was probably about 26,000. And the long-term forward price earnings ratio of the S&P 500 
was right in line with its 25-year average, was properly valued. Well, then the market went up about another 15%. And I thought, well, maybe the markets are about 15% overvalued as it was hitting 29,000, the Dow. That was kind of my number. I thought they were a little bit overvalued, but that doesn't mean they were going to go down. In fact, I thought they were going to continue to go up. Often, you know, when something's going up, it doesn't stop at its fair market value. It has momentum and it keeps going up and up and up for quite a while. So we were in a decent spot. We were overvalued, like I said, probably 15%. So if we did just have a 15% correction, I'd say, okay, that's probably reasonable. But, we, you know, we had a lot of good stuff going for us. I wasn't expecting that. And then along came the virus. We're talking about the coronavirus, COVID-19, and the effect that it has had on the market. And Brian, I know a lot of people listening to this program today remember the effect of the crash of 2008 and how long it took to recover from that. Let's talk about the differences between 2008 and the recovery time as opposed to what we're experiencing right now. Yeah, 2008 happened pretty fast, a lot, lot faster than the other ones. And that's a testament to the technology aspect of all of this, as I've been talking about. 2008 uh, was basically, it started to drop in May of 2008, had a fairly, you know, 20% drop, and then it started to recover, and people thought, oh, we're okay. But then in, in August, September, well, actually it was September, October, that's when it just had this thud, just dropped significantly overnight. So the, the Dow had been hovering around 12, 13,000. Again, it, it dropped and found support there at about between 10 and 11,000. And then by the end of December, it was down to about 9,000. And it eventually dropped into the sixes in March of 2009. So really, uh, we're looking at about nine months. It went from well over 12,000 to under 7,000. So better than 50% drop in the market in nine months. Well, I know that Madrona Financial Services was around then. You weathered that storm, and I'm sure that you learned a lot from that. What do you think was the full recovery time from that 2008 crash? It did take a, a couple of years. I mean, it didn't take too long for a, a reasonable increase back up because I, I look at about a three-month segment. It went from about 9,000 to 6,500 and back up to nine. So that's a big percentage change down and up. So it had the very standard V. I mean, it was just a, a total V shape. There's different kinds of recoveries. There's W's, there's L's, there's V's, there's, you know, they got all the letter shapes uh, with those. But this was definitely a V and the drop was faster. So this is more of a check mark. So if you consider a check mark, you know, the first half is really really straight down almost, right. and then coming out of that, it's coming out at an angle. Well, this this crash looked look like a check mark with a V right in the center there, uh, where it had a drastic drop and then a drastic recovery and then a, a more moderate recovery over time. So that took a few years to get all the way back, but it was recovering the whole time. So the best time ever in my career to buy stocks was when we felt the worst, and that would be March of 2009 at the end of a 50% drop in the market that was very, as fast as we've ever seen in history. We didn't know if banks were going to survive. We didn't know if we were going to be plunged into a recession or a depression, and, and the worst time we've ever felt probably 
would have been again the best time to buy historically because the you know the Dow was sixty five hundred. If I if I told you you could buy or even at seven thousand, which it was only there for a cup of coffee. I mean it was below seventy five hundred only for weeks maybe. But if I told you you could buy at seventy five hundred and later it could be uh, you know nineteen thousand or something like that, you go oh sign me up. Well <laughs> there's a lot of consternation between uh, that point and the other point. What if I told you it went up to 29000 before it went to nineteen? You'd be going, oh, that sounds pretty scary. And, you know, our expectations entering into all this. But that was probably a good one to, to look at because we did have technology uh, driving a lot of big parts of the market. That's Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. And you're listening to the Home Edition. I'm here at the Mothership in our Madrona Financial Radio Studios. And Brian is at home today. And we're talking about, of course, the market, what everyone else is talking about here, too. And that is how this crisis is affecting our finances. Brian, we're going to take a really quick break, a couple minutes here. We'll be right back to talk more about this and discuss things such as, is this a buying opportunity? And where we are, which letter are we in right now? A U, a V, and hell, we'll talk more about that when Growing Your Wealth continues right after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. The word volatile is rarely used when describing something desirable. It's usually not associated with pleasant outcomes and doesn't sound very appealing unless you're describing a roller coaster or some other thrill ride. And when it comes to your retirement plan, volatile is the last word you want to hear when talking about your nest egg. At Madrona Financial Services, we like to focus on other words when it comes to retirement planning. Words like predictability, opportunity, and security. And while we may live in volatile times, there are strategies that you could be using right now to lessen or even possibly eliminate its impact on your portfolio. If you're concerned about your exposure to market volatility, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA to schedule your complimentary review. We'll perform a risk analysis of your current portfolio and then discuss the ways we can help you achieve your retirement goals without taking unnecessary chances with your nest egg. Take back control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit us at Madrona madronafinancial.com. In today's fast-paced world, we're used to having information at our fingertips. And when you're trying to research something, more information is always better, especially when it comes to retirement planning. That's why Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, has made his 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement available for free. You can get your free copy by visiting madronafinancial.com. The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement covers the basics of retirement planning. Brian shares his thoughts on investing, taxes, estate planning, lifestyle, and more. As a CPA and investment advisor, Brian has the knowledge to help make your retirement planning process manageable. Brian has also been a featured speaker on CNBC and Fox Business. The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement will give you a thorough analysis from an expert. Madrona Financial offers beneficial information to properly prepare for retirement. Get your free copy of the 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement by visiting madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. 
Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about the coronavirus and its effects on the market. Brian, in the past couple of segments, we have talked about history. What sort of situation are we looking at right now? And how should we react or not react? What should we be doing about our finances if we're in the market right now and we may be a little bit too heavily invested? Well, now that is a very good question, Jeff, and one I've been spending a lot of time thinking about and talking to clients about and so forth. You know, one of the things that I hope is that you had a plan. If you're listening to this, that maybe you're a client of ours already and then you had a plan or maybe you have a good advisor that had a plan. A good plan, not just, you know, I plan to put you 60% into stock market, or if you're the guy that advertises all the time and hates annuities, maybe you're 100% in the market. I don't know. But a plan other than just having it loading up on risk 100% of the time, I don't think that's a good plan for most people. I don't have too many people coming to my office saying, Brian, I would like to be 100% at risk 100% of the time. I don't care what happens in the markets. It just doesn't matter to me. You know, and so I haven't had a lot of those conversations. But a lot of people have that. That is their portfolio. It could be their 401k plan. Again, they could be with an advisor. And, and I think it's a little greedy, maybe, sometimes to be 100% invested in risk assets 100% of the time with no real diversity outside of the markets. And, and we're seeing the effects of that right now. This is a difficult question when we're trying to say, okay, what should we do? A lot of this depends on what you've already done. And again, I hope you have it a plan and you're kind of doing it. It's it's kind of in place. You had the, the right mix of stuff outside of the markets. And we'll talk about that as we go on here. But that's the big question of the day, Jeff. Yeah, the big question of the day is what to do. I think we were probably in a false sense of confidence with this market that we have had. And this is an abrupt wake up call. As you said, there were, uh, you know, there are different letters that correlate to what the charts look like. There are U's where it sort of goes down gradually, then it sort of gradually goes up. As you mentioned, the check mark, the V there, there is an L. I mean, the situation that we're in today, is it a U, a V or an L? Or do you think we have to maybe create another letter? Yeah, I think we might have to create a new letter. <laughs> Put a bunch of those together, I think. <laughs> and it depends on your portfolio because, you know, what, what I was mentioning was if, if you think about a, a typical portfolio that if you were to go to most advisors or you go online, they say, okay, which, how should I invest? Well, they're going to say, well, based on your age, maybe you should be 60%, 70 50 whatever in the stock market, have large cap, mid cap, small cap, Europe, Asia, Far East, and emerging markets, of course, and then have bonds. And then, you know, this, that's not what we've, we've ever really done at Madrona Financial. So we go in there and, and when we uh, meet with someone, we say, all right, let's start with your real estate. You know, you might have rentals, you might have a business, you might have some other kinds of assets that aren't correlated to the stock market. Let's get that right, figure out what to do with that. If you have rentals, investment real estate, and your retirement age, of course, we're talking Delaware Statutory Trust, DSTs, for 1031 exchanges where you can sell your property and reinvest it, income tax-free, continue to get your rental cash flow. And then the selection of those is critical. The thing I've been telling clients that want to do that is you can have two of three things. You can either have max growth potential, max cash flow, or have properties that are more recession-proof than others, you can have two of those three out of an individual DST, but you can't have three out of three. And now a lot of my people have been saying, even when, when the market was really good, they've been saying, I, I still want to be more recession-proof. And so I'm really glad for that, that we've been able to put people into that kind of investment. 
So that's been excellent in uh, the private non-traded REITs and so forth, not correlated to the market. Now, there could be some stresses there too, you know, remains to be seen depending on the type of real estate and how the pending recession plays out. And so, you know, that's one aspect of it. Another thing I, I always look at is what part of your portfolio would you like to not have any losses in? And so that's probably the most critical question we ever ask. And we address that. And, you know, maybe it's 20%, maybe it's 60%. It could be any number. It's everybody's different. But we generally solve that through the use of fixed index annuities. Fixed index annuities have an annual floor of zero. Now, Jeff, this last year, uh, last six months, in fact, I had had a number, a few clients, not too many, but a few just kind of questioning. Now, why is it we did these again? Because, you know, the markets are good and they're just going to keep going up. I don't know why I took some of the upside out to replace it with no downside. I don't think that was really maybe the best choice. Well, you know, when we got together, we selected what percentage do you not want to lose in a bad market? And so uh, I've run into a couple of these people and they've said, um, I think I figured out why. <laughs> I think I know now why I have something in fixed index annuities and real estate and these other things. And thank goodness that I do. So, Brian, the takeaway from this, as you said, I mean, you mentioned Delaware statutory trust and annuities and some of the other tools that you have in your portfolio. And the fact that there is really no cookie cutter answer for anyone, it all depends upon the individual. Do you think this sort of big wake up call that we've had here is really a call for people to sit down and really take a real close, hard look at what their risk tolerance really is? Yeah. And we've been talking about that for years on the show, uh, how important that is. And and that, that it's important you have some tools in your toolbox because, again, I, I think the thing I r- probably rail against uh, a lot on this show is, you know, the difference between fiduciary and non-fiduciary. In my estimation, a lot of the non-fiduciary out there, the advisors, tend to have a more of a cookie-cutter approach and they don't have as many tools in their toolbox. They just don't. I mean, their tools are stocks and bonds. That has worked historically through many time periods, and it sure didn't work real well recently, of course, not to have other alternatives outside of that. I mean, one of the things I say in my seminars, which I don't know, I'm going to go to webinars here, Jeff. That's, I, I think for a while, uh, <laughs> yeah. live seminars are going to going to uh, dry up, but the webinars will replace them, and we will be doing a lot of that. Uh, we're, I'm already working on that to where I can do multiple to- topics of webinars where people can be listening in and and type in questions and so forth, and they'll be uh, live and, and rebroadcasted and so forth. So stay tuned for that. We're going to definitely hit that uh, hot and heavy so you don't have to get in your car, drive somewhere, touch the doorknob to open the restaurant, and <laughs> go in and sit in a crowded room with a bunch of other people waiting for lunch. So apologize for no lunches on my webinars, but <laughs> you'll get all the information without having all the all the risk of, of all of the other things that we have. Well, those restaurants are doing a lot of takeout, so you can just have your food delivered and you can sit there and listen to the webinar from Brian there at Madrona Financial Services. And of course, when those webinars are available, we'll let you know right here on the radio show. Brian, you mentioned something, a pending recession. So pretty much we're looking at a recession in the near future. What is a recession defined as? Yes, defined as a drop in the gross domestic product for two consecutive quarters. And I think there's very little doubt that we're going to have a drop in GDP for two quarters. I mean, that at a minimum. And so that, you know, I'm hopeful we don't have a depression. I don't at my fingertips have that 
definition, I'm sure, was on my test when I got licensed. But I <laughs> uh, hope I was hoping well we'd never have one of those again. But uh, uh, we're definitely going to, I think, have a recession. Uh, and my my craft's little joke on that is, you know, the definition of a recession is when your neighbor loses their job. The definition of a depression is when you lose yours. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the term recession is pretty meaningless. Uh, to me, unless, you know, it depends on each person. How has it affected you? If you're, if you're still working, everything's fine. You know, financially, I, I guess it, I, you feel terrible for the people that are suffering, of course, but uh, it, it's maybe, you know, recessions are going to hit different people differently. Certainly people uh, in the uh, entertainment industry and, uh, you know, hotel, restaurant, travel, all of them, they're getting hit really hard. And, uh, you know, I feel so bad for them. And, uh, you know, my own son, he lost his job. He just got his first time, first full-time job at uh, working security at a casino. And, well, sure enough, that casino closed right up. And so uh, he's, uh, he's actually doing yard work at my house right now as I <laughs> broadcast from my home. And, um, you know, getting something to do there. But uh, it's going to be really tough on a lot of people. And, and we can't lose sight of that. Yeah, well, there are some silver linings to this dark cloud, and I think that this situation that we're in right now has really affected a lot of people in the way that they think about things. Maybe they'll be more defensive in the future, and I think those of us who are most affected by this will make some permanent changes in the way that they invest and maybe even in the way that they live their lives, the way they shop, the way they consume things. And, you know, as I said, this is not a good thing, but I think there can be some positives that come out of it because those people who went through the Depression I mean, they learned a lot of uh, valuable lessons that they carried with them the rest of their lives. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the home edition. Brian is in his home. I'm here in our luxurious Madrona Financial Studios and happy to be here. And we're happy that you're there listening to us today, too. Brian, we're going to take a short break, a couple of minutes. When we come back, we're going to talk about maybe what we can do here in this current situation and what to do if your retirement savings has been decimated by our current situation. All that and more when our show continues right after this. Stay with us. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. As people who listen to my show have known, I've done a lot of work with passive real estate investments, whether they're private, non-traded real estate investment trusts, or more specifically, Delaware Statutory Trust. The DST is where the investor is going to sell their investment real estate and invest into passive real estate income tax-free through a Delaware Statutory Trust. One of the questions I've had lately is, well, how is this market volatility? volatility affected Delaware statutory trust and the underlying valuation. We won't know for quite some time, but I have a suspicion that it's going to be pretty positive. And it's not because of what's happened in the markets, the stock markets anyway, it's what's happened in the bond markets. So we've seen bond yields fall and fall and fall and fall, and they've gotten really low. And so it used to be that the spread, the the difference between the yield on passive real estate and the yield of longer term treasuries was a certain amount 
amount, and now that amount has increased because the amount paid out on treasuries is very low right now. So we call that the spread. As the spread increases, the one that's paying the higher amount, the attractability of that increases because if you're relying on cash flow in your retirement, you're doing it through bonds and new bonds aren't paying much at all, you might be more attracted to something that's paying more. So we've seen that spread increase. And so I have some, maybe some positive thoughts about where I think that the underlying value of Delaware Setcher Trust will be going forward. And that was Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, Madrona Financial, Investments, Retirement, Taxes, and Legacy. MadronaFinancial.com. Get your free copy of Brian's latest book, The Complete Book of Retirement. It covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to complete our discussion about coronavirus and the markets. All right, Brian, let's say that I'm about to retire or I'm in retirement and my retirement savings has been somewhat depleted by this current situation. Is there a strategy? Is there any really one thing that we can do to help the situation? Well, I think uh, a lot of people are looking for advice right now and and, um, mostly people that maybe either didn't have a plan we're feeling pretty cocky about the market, uh, frankly, you know, we're, we're just, you know, I'm just going to run this myself. I'm all in, you know, these stocks. I got a whole bunch in particular stocks. And unfortunately, you know, some of these people might have been Boeing. It might have been, you know, we've seen this before, the Washington Mutual and other big com- local companies. And, you know, they're, they're in a different place today than they were a month or two ago. And so it's a whole new world for them. And so one of the things that, that I've been doing differently is, uh, you know, we're, we're not having as many one-on-one meetings and people are going, oh, are you not having meetings? I said, actually, I've been having more of them. I've been having more and more meetings. But instead of you getting in your car and driving to Everett, waiting in my lobby and making the coffee and walking in and checking out my office and my view and you know, talking about how you've been, you know, there's, I, that's been cut out. And what I've been doing is some very efficient deep dive meetings, uh, talking to people, whether they're clients or prospective clients about their situation. And here's something I do want to put, put out there, Jeff, is that there's a lot of folks I've found just recently have been noticing this. They, they say, you know, I've been listening to you for years, and I love what you have to say. I, I've been meaning to call, but I never did. Kind of wish I had earlier, but, uh, you know, I, I haven't called. I, I just need to talk to you. I need to go over some things with you, and, and really, you know, I, I'm just uncomfortable with what I have. I love what you've said. I, I, again, I wish I'd moved it over. And I've actually turned away a lot of money lately because I just said, you know, just kind of stick out what you have for a while. Let's let's give it a chance to maybe have that recovery. It's kind of late, you know. We're a little late to the party to institute some of my strategies that maybe would have protected you from all of that. So we're gonna have to play it by ear. But I did want to put that out there that if you are listening to this and you just wish you had someone to talk to, particularly me, I guess in this case, and but don't want to. You're not ready to fill out all the paperwork to get a free financial plan and come in. You. You're nervous about that? Maybe just set up a call. I mean, we, we work with anybody with 
500,000 of investable assets, but just set up a call and then I could call you and maybe talk about some, maybe some of the specific questions you have, offer you some guidance. And I, I think uh, we all need to pull it together right now and help each other out. And, you know, that's one way I can do it without uh, putting people at, at risk. Because a lot of my clients are certainly in the at-risk category. They're, they're not, you know, 25-year-olds or, you know, 65-year-olds, 75-year-olds, whatever it is. And so, you know, 55, whatever it is. But uh, it, I, I think that that can be an important uh, thing that I want to encourage people to look into. Good points there, Brian. Just because this uh, virus has caused a lot of the economy to shut down and you can't really talk to people person to person, you can still talk to Brian. Get his advice by calling 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. You can also go to the website. I encourage you to do that and check out Madrona Financial Services at madronafinancial.com. If you're interested in passive real estate, maybe you're maybe you're wanting to uh, give up an apartment building or something like that, go from an active landlord to a, a passive landlord, you can do that and find out the information at madrona1031.com. Brian, let's talk a little bit about now the stock market. And, you know, some people are sitting back there. They're taking a look at this. I think Warren Buffett talks about when there's blood in the streets, that's when you should be buying. Is it too soon to be bullish? Are these stocks right now too cheap to ignore? What would you do? I know that's a tough question. It's a loaded question. So I'm going to ask it differently. Not what, what you would do, but what advice would you give someone who's salivating over these low stock prices? Let's put it that way. No, that's not a tough question at all, Jeff. I'm sure everybody's leaning into their radio right now going, what's his answer going to be? My answer is, I don't know. So see, that was pretty easy. I don't know if we're at the bottom. I don't know if the stocks you're looking at are cheap. There's going to be a different answer for every stock. I I do know that uh, you know, broad market investing has been the friend to a lot of people recently because they might have been in the particular stocks. Maybe a lot of your money was in Boeing or maybe a lot of it was in Chevron or or something else, and, and you, know, you you took a bigger hit than other people did. So broad market investing had something to do with that. But broad market investing did not help you very much at all when you look at the big picture. Fixing Nick's annuity sure would have in this time period. Maybe, uh, again, other alternative investments where there's private non-traded REITs and the right kind of bit, uh, real estate and so forth. So, yeah, there is no no answer to that. I, I do have my opinion, so about what I'm looking for uh, with my own clients' portfolios. We certainly did do uh, take a defensive posture uh, on the way down uh, before it dropped too much. We went uh, defensive with a good chunk of, of most of my uh, clients' uh, stock and bond portfolios. We had we, every, everybody that is a client of mine has heard about fixed index annuities and heard about real estate and they don't necessarily own them, but they certainly were, uh, it was proposed and discussed and determined whether it made sense or not. Uh, sometimes people don't buy passive real estate through me because they already own active real estate or they own businesses or other things like that. So everybody's different that way. But, uh, you know, we've had those discussions and, and so forth. Now, my thoughts on this is I look, uh, you know, earlier in the show, we were talking about historical market crashes. Uh, I've, as I'm looking at these charts, I've seen them be 35%. One of them we talked about, I saw 40, I saw 50, I saw 60. Uh, we'll leave out the Great Depression. I don't want to go there. But uh, I'm, the common theme is, you know, 35 to, to 55 has kind of the, been the drop. In this particular case, uh, the market uh, will have about a 40% drop at 18,000, a 50% drop at about 14, 15,000 right in there from its high. 
And uh, so in my estimation, you know, I'm going to be looking real, real hard when it hits these levels to say, where do I think the market is kind of close to what I consider a historical low uh, based on, uh, again, other crashes? But, you know, this everyone's different, but I'm, I'm just thinking, well, maybe they're kind of equating to each other. So I'm going to be looking for that as my time to get back in. As I've told people, I will not hit the bottom of the market and get back in. I won't know when I'm there. Uh, I just want to be able to smell it. <laughs> if I can kind of say, I don't know where it is, but I think it's nearby because I kind of smell it. You know, <laughs> that, that's kind of how I, I equate that, uh, looking for that bottom as to when to buy in. But that's from a broad market perspective. Individual stocks are going to be a whole different analysis. Yeah, there's an old country saying, uh, Brian, about I think I'm smelling what you've stepped in there. And again, I want people to uh, understand, and it's sort of a little disclaimer here, that we're not really suggesting that you do this or that particularly Again, this is just the opinion of the hosts here on Growing Your Wealth. It is up to you to make your own decisions based on the information that you have. But if you do want to consult with Brian at Madrona Financial Services, if you have investable assets of $500,000 or more, you can give Brian a call at 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA, and get your questions answered. Brian, no matter how good times are as they've been in this big bull market that we've had, do you still build in certain circuit breakers in people's plans to prevent something like this from having a lasting effect on their portfolios? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that gets back to the discussion. If virtually any uh, investment where you can make a pretty decent profit has risk, risk of loss. So, you can't eliminate risk in a portfolio. The, the best way to, uh, to get there, though, with a percentage of your portfolio is obviously the fixed index annuities that we talk about on this show. Because contractually, the insurance company for these fixed index annuities, their annual floor is zero. So if, if the market goes down, uh, you're not losing money in these. That's what they are. These are the safe money strategies, again, other people on the radio talk about. They don't use the word annuity for some reason. Uh, I'm not embarrassed to say the word annuity. I'm certainly not embarrassed now because the guy that's always, I hate annuities and you should too. Well, <laughs> the portfolios that his company manages are down uh, a great deal and had, did not have the protection of a fixed index annuity. Fixed index annuity has a floor of zero. If there's money that's in a fixed index annuity, my clients have lost zero. And so, and that's a significant number. I've done well over $100 million of fixed index annuities. So I happen to know that there's $100 million out there with my name on it as advisor that has no losses as a result of the crash. So I can feel pretty good about that. And so do my clients. And they're very thankful about that. So absolutely, there are circuit breakers you can put into your portfolio. And it begins with that. Well, Brian, uh, just about out of time here for the home edition of our show this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us. The executive producer of Growing Your Wealth, John Capuano. Our cookie monster, Greg Dennett, is our program operations person. Our show's produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous. She's six-degree black belt. Our Swedish princess, Stephanie Schoblum, and Maite Talavera is our associate producer. Josh Toys, our technical editor. Surfer boy, Pete Gustin, is our announcer. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday. Talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth.
Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. Don't be at the mercy of Wall Street. The erratic stock market volatility could cost you hundreds of thousands and keep you or put you back in the workforce. For those near or in retirement, large market downturns could be devastating to your future. So if you're over the age of 55 and aren't 100% sure that your retirement plan is protected, call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for Retirement Readiness Review. It takes about an hour to find out if you are too exposed to stock market swings, if fees are eroding your gains, if you're paying too much in taxes, and if you're maximizing on your Social Security benefits. You can have the financial security you deserve. Take charge of your retirement and call the retirement team at Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. Or visit madronafinancial.com. Your retirement readiness review with Madrona Financial could change your life in about an hour. Call today. 844-MADRONA. 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 844